Stewie did. <laughs> this is where the theme music plays. We're on the air for Board Wrestling Fan Radio. I don't even know what episode number we are on. If you looked in the group thing, it says uh, 146. 146. That works for me. That's how late I'm getting here. That's how late I'm getting here. Anyways, we've got David Fuller is going to be coming on the show today to talk about IHWE Old School Hustle that took place last week. He's going to jump on in the second half with us. And uh, so that's cool. He said he's got an audio file from Jim Cornette. He really, really wants us to play. (laughs) He's going to be sending that over to me. This document knows me so well. Joe never reads this until showtime. <laughs> that's true. Usually. And that's usually on there every day, too. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> or every, every week, sorry. I might have had a beer or two. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe JT had a beer or two. Maybe. But it's football day. I have to have beer while watching football. It is football day. You need, uh, you need ice cold beer. A yes. game just isn't a game unless you're drunk and coughing. Even <laughs> if it's even if it's the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. With quarterback Kyle Orton. <laughs> who is apparently losing. I, I just pulled up the scores now. Oh, it was nothing nothing when I left, so it's, the uh, team was moving. It's it's fourteen nothing Detroit right now and they've got the ball. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't. I, uh, to be honest with you, I came on here about 20, 20 25 minutes ago, so I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, so. I just wanted to see because, you know, the the Bills have Kyle Orton now as their starting quarterback, and Monday Night Raw is in Buffalo at the start of November. So I'm waiting to see if, if Kyle Orton actually does well. And uh, if he does then, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all the Kyle Orton is greater than Randy Orton signs when they come here. <laughs> Bill's got the ball back. They just intercepted it. But that's neither here nor there. How's everybody doing? Ugh. <laughs> is G even here? Yeah, G's here. Football. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sports ball. Did, uh... Did they get a Grand Slam yet, or? <laughs> no, that's later. Okay. When when do they bring out the Cobras? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Sherling, my bad. <laughs> They've created a sport known to mankind, of course. For all the kids in the Hall fans out there who actually get the reference. All none of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there might be one or two. Great, great thing you should look up on YouTube. Sherling, S-H-I-R-L-I-N-G. I thought you. I thought you were talking about curling there for a second, buddy. Curling is actually incredibly popular in Alberta where I live. I hate it. <laughs> I hear it's just popular in all of Canada. Not as much as it is in Alberta itself. They have all the big tournaments here in my province. Like that's where this is kind of like the World Cup land always <laughs> of curling. Like they do all big competitions. It gets a massive attendance. And I hate it. It's it's like bowling in the Midwest, U.S. 
super popular. No one really knows why, but it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know why either, but it is it is what it is. But fortunately, we have this other sport on ice that's coming back on Wednesday. So that's Yay, all. Yay, hockey. Wait, mm-hmm. WWE's going on ice? Yes, it is. Today? That would be great. It is. That's going to be awesome. Botchamania Mania would like, have content for years. <laughs> I, I would... Uh, drop kicks. <laughs> Everybody will be making drop kicks. Uh, drop kicks on ice. Oh. <laughs> How you don't kill somebody with one of those? He's not even cut open. He's like, fine. <laughs> Hockey net match. Ain't blading a lot easier. That's true. Yes, it would. Uh, <clears throat> I went to a wrestling show last night, and you know, I, I you know, the you could tell when you've got one guy who's actually good at rest, at what he's doing, and another guy who's very, very, very green. Because you see the guy that knows what he's doing, throwing drop kicks and like all kinds of moves, and the other guy like completely going down before he even gets hit. <laughs> it was bad. Well, that, that still I, happens in the East. So well, yeah, that's true. Fine. That's true. I mean, uh, Frankie Feathers won his match because the wind from his kick must have knocked out his <laughs> opponent. I don't know what happened there. He completely missed this uh, Insiguri and, and took the guy out. <laughs> it just knocked him but, out. But, Mark, Mark, you got to understand, if you've watched the Monday Night War series, they tell you every episode that um, you're, you've got to be talented to get to the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> One of my They're only the most talented is people. still Christian slamming his own face into the corner. <laughs> or the stairs, I should say. Yeah. And someone just touches his hair. Yeah. Wasn't well, like Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Steiner for you. Modern era. Yeah. Well, it's because he's so jacked up on steroids, <laughs> he can barely move his arms. It was Christian like tried to make him look good, but oh well. Do the math. Do the math on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner. Yeah, we haven't we haven't heard much about Steiner in the last little while. I miss yeah, him on Twitter. I he, was... Heard he was suing TNA. Storyline that he was in with Psycho Sid is uh was uh, inducted into WrestleCrap earlier this week. I know that much. <laughs> Which was mostly Sid because Sid couldn't find the building on Monday Nitro, apparently. They kept calling him like, Can you hear me? I don't know where I am. <laughs> Guy told me to turn left at McDonald's and right at Wendy's. <laughs> oh boy! That was really enticing radio there. Yay! Yay! We 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 just talked about and you, you know wrestling. Not yeah, but yet none of it's related to what happened this week. <laughs> Is it ever? I know. Hey, we're in the first ten minutes of the show, and we're talking about wrestling. That's a, that that's far better than anything we've done in the past like six months. <laughs> CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, giant Colt Cabana. Yeah. <laughs> Hit wide to quit game. Uh, the truly ironic thing would be if it was Colt Cabana in the bunny costume. That would be good. CP Monk and Colt Cabunny. If anybody <laughs> knows that reference, if you don't, look it up on YouTube. That's good stuff. 
That damn bunny. I guess it was Gabriel this week, apparently. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. We I don't know uh, it's going to be Hornswoggle. Come on. Of course. Yeah, he's no, the gator. I was going to say he's the gator. I went to uh, I went to my local indie, and uh, Adam Cole was headlining. And uh, he's he's number nine on the PWI 500. And this is the first time I ever saw him wrestle, mostly because he wrestles for ROH, and I can't see him. <laughs> well, soon you'll be able to see him on NXT. I bet he gets picked up soon. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, that's the rumors that they got their eye on him. And uh, the, the funny yeah. thing, of course, the one that's him, up Colin Adams. The funny thing is, is Cole's the one that's hooked up with Maria, right? So, how's that gonna work? Because the uh, no Cole, Cole, Michael no, Bennett, Mike, Mike Michael Bennett, the one that's with Bennett. Maria. Okay, I get it. those guys yeah. mixed up all the time. They yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was on his what? He, he was. I heard I, that was like a year ago. That was the rumor. He was trying out for WWE and all that. That was like a year, year and a half ago. And Maria was trying to get him in, but I, I don't know. That must have fell by the wayside. Oh well. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> he could. He should form a new tag team called the Dissension. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm at this show last night. And the ring announcer goes, "This match is for one fall," and uh, you know, introducing first, and then like it takes a few seconds before anybody, like the music hits or anything. So I just yelled, "Awkward silence!" And I, I actually started an awkward silence chant. <laughs> So that was kind of cool. <laughs> you gotta love indie wrestling because it's the only place you could go. You're watching a wrestling match. You're rooting for the bad guy. You're like, "Hey, yeah, break his arm!" And some guy behind you goes, "No, he's got to be to work on Monday." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care if he's got to be to work on Monday. Break his arm anyway. He could do light duty. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it was a nice venue they had last night for Empire State Wrestling. They had, uh, it was uh, the Frontier Fire Hall in Niagara Falls, New York. I actually got, you know, cell phone signal in there, <laughs> unlike the other place they run. Yeah, I noticed on Facebook you yeah. had a lot of posts. I did. Well, mostly because my, my buddy Sean was like, post lots of pictures. Like, okay, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> Uh-oh, George is here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I sure did you dingo, your phone go off. No, that's because I just turned it on. It, like, died last night. <laughs> oh, George was actually with me last night and flat out told me, like, oh, brother, I'm probably not going to be there tomorrow. Like, yeah, I kind of figured that. <laughs> Since you're out this late tonight with me and have to go to work. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, come on, George. Sleep. You don't need that sleep that bad. Come on. Of course he does. <laughs> jo join us that don't get a whole lot of sleep. Come on. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I got some sleep last night I went to bed at like 3 in the morning I didn't get up till like 1 today must be nice <laughs> I got this thing like stuck in my throat and it happened right at the beginning of the wrestling show and I've been, I posted on Facebook and G's been trying to help me out and um, I said you know it's still there this morning it's not as bad the internet said to basically wait it out and let the saliva and beverages dissolve it and uh, one of my friends just commented with the video for Click Click Boom <laughs> by Saliva. Yeah, that'll take care of this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty annoying. Uh, I've had problems with that in the past. 
might be like you have polyps or something going on up in the throat. Or you might have just caught like a, a bit of mucus or something disgusting in the, the body part stuff. But I have no I idea. I ate a slice of pizza and all of a sudden there's like this, it's right in there. It's like, oh crap, I can't get it to go away. And I'm like trying to like drink and like eat and everything else and it just would not go away. And it's like in there for the duration of this wrestling show I'm at last night. Plus I'm at home, I'm trying to get it out. And G's like, well, try to do like a reverse snort. Like, okay, so I'm doing that, and I'm sure my wife was enjoying those sounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, not, it's certainly not a fun way to, to do it, but it's possible. It's like because your your throat and your uh, your nasal cavities are connected a little yeah. lower or your swallow, it's possible that uh, it just kind of got caught in there as well. And so it's like if you can kind of get it moving, it'll sometimes just fall out. Yeah, I, I haven't had this happen since I was a kid, and I remember my grandma was like, well, eat a slice of bread, and that'll take care of it. And it did. So that's what I tried when I got home, and it didn't work. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, it's annoying, but I'll deal with it. You can I take it to me. court. <laughs> <laughs> Sue that fucking piece of food. Yeah. Goddamn pepperoni slice. <laughs> I blame George. He's the one that bought it. Was it Chicago Deep Dish? No. <laughs> No, he's like, hey, brother, you want anything from the from the concession stand? Like, uh, yeah, dude, I was thinking of getting a slice of pizza. Like, all right, cool, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Jeez, that picture they posted in the flock yesterday, man. <laughs> oh, come on. What, what a haze. And it, 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 it's oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fucking wrestling fans here. These these guys are like, oh, it's so scary. Dude, <laughs> you look at this guy in fucking tight pants and fucking without a shirt. And it, you, you're you're saying him wrapped in a Confederate flag is freaking is, is disturbing. Well, that's I the joke. That's the this. joke. <laughs> that's the joke. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be well, stupid. I did laugh when I saw him. Like, yeah, that, 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 yeah, you got me. Because I thought it was like gonna be something really sick. I thought it was gonna be like just some vile thing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> well, PSA is here's a vile piece of shit. Yeah, that's, that's true. PS stands for piece of shit. <laughs> well, hey Rosa, PS- you want this drink? Is it PS Hayes or Doc Hendricks? <laughs> Hendricks. Ah, uh, Doc Hendricks. He's back on the WWF superstar line. <laughs> I, I called the WCW one. Heard Michael Tanay. 1-900-909-9900. I, I, I got in trouble for calling that a few times. <laughs> You're running up my phone bill. Oh, I was never allowed to make any of those phone calls. Oh, yeah, neither was I. I, I just I did it. Did, I was going to be in so much deep shit. <laughs> Uh, they had a game where you could uh, you could wrestle Steve Austin for the U.S. Championship. I beat him twice. <laughs> anyway, so oh. wrestling. <laughs> God, that's horrifying. What? Oh, the. <laughs> oh. I told you it was terrible. I told you it was terrifying. I my time. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. <laughs> I can so, see why the hate Danny Powers page exists now. <laughs> <laughs> so wrestling. Yeah, there was quite the epic match last week between um Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin. Yes, there was. I don't know, that episode wasn't that great. It really I was. liked it. It was um, okay. Clip and I've got no interest. 
I, I I thought it was really good, and I thought it was really done really well. I laughed pretty much to the whole thing. Um, the only thing that sucked is where the hell was Flanders? He was the only. He, he's a pretty main character in the in the in Simpsons, and they went out of their way to show at least have walk-ons for everybody, and they even took the time to make sure that we knew that James Woods was both on both on Family Guy and The Simpsons, oh. and. There's no Flanders anywhere. The funny thing Flanders, is, James Flanders was visiting his buddy uh, Pucci. Yeah, the the funny thing is that James Woods and Family Guy died on the same same episode as Muriel Goldman, uh, Goldman, which was referenced later on in the episode. Actually, earlier yeah. in the episode. Oh, well, you'll have to blame the Family Guy people for that. That's it. it that's was, it. It was. A, it, it, you could tell it was a Family Guy episode. Like, yeah, it was. It was done by the Family Guy people. It was okay for what it was. Like, I don't really religiously catch Family Guy anymore. I'll watch it once in a while. Uh, teach their own. I'm not going to hate on it if you like it. It's just, it's, you know, we have our own personal taste of humor, right? And sometimes I love it, and other uh, times it's oh, kind of yeah. like, oh, it yeah, doesn't do it for me. So I, I, I'll say this much. I'll say this much. You know, I'll, I'll go on the fence of saying I've never thought The Simpsons has ever jumped the shark. I'll admit Family Guy's jumped the shark like five times now, but they'll come back. They'll do a jump the shark episode, and like three weeks later, they'll they'll make it up and have just this one I'll, that you're pissing your pants laughing because I, it's so you know. I'll be honest with you. I haven't thought Family Guy was good in years. I I have not like I've I've not been entertained. Like I've been entertained by the episodes. I just haven't thought they were very good. Yeah. Over the last. Oh. Three or four years now. I think the you know the last one that I thought was good was the one where Stewie and, and Brian were locked in the bank vault. See, that was the one that I, that was the, the major one for me. I thought that they really jumped the shark. I did not like that one. That one that was pretty terrible for me. That was the one I thought was really there. If I had to pick a moment where that show jumped the shark, was would be that episode because it was I, just I, I watched the it. The thing about that like, episode for me was it was amazing to me that Seth MacFarlane did the entire episode. Because it was only Stewie and Brian. So Seth MacFarlane did this entire episode, <laughs> you know, as the only voice in the episode. And then the following week, it's just like, okay, now it's just a bunch of fucking rape jokes and, and uh, you know, you know, stupid shit, you know, pedophile jokes. And, you know, I, I just don't, I don't find that funny. You know what I mean? Like, you know. But admit at least admit it to me because I know I I know because I, I did it I know you had to have done it when they did the scene in the first scene in the court you pa- you had to pause it right <laughs> I I watched it a couple of times and I you know I never even thought to pause it I just kind of like well when we first saw because I didn't know they were gonna go to where they were gonna point out everybody but we we paused, we saw the court so we saw the whole everybody in there we paused it and had to make sure we that's why I first noticed they had both the James Woods was back in the court that was back in the court like there's James Woods next to James Woods I love the fact that Fred Flintstone was the judge because they're both knockoffs of Fred Flintstone yeah but of course Fred Flintstone was a ripoff of the honeymooners of course so, there's which kind was of a like, ripoff, which was a ripoff of of of. of <laughs> I don't know which one it would be, but I'm sure there was. Yeah, I'm sure uh, there was probably uh, something absolutely. on radio that. Yeah, or maybe yeah. they even started on radio, but there was a radio show before that, and you know, some sort of play in the park, and then there's this ca- oh, a caveman, 
caveman campfire story, you know. Dawn of time. Wife and, and, and husband fight, fight, fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's the basic program. Nuclear family, two and a half kids. Yeah, I always feel Almost bad for that half show kid. Has that. <laughs> yeah. I was talking yeah. to George last night, and uh, if if anybody doesn't know, George's job is he's a uh, he's a baggage handler at the local airport here. I handle a bag. Uh, I was hoping he'd join the TSA. No, but um, we're we're talking about uh, we're talking about his job last night. We're, we referenced. Uh, Fight Club. The, specifically, the uh, nine times out of ten, it's an electric razor. <laughs> oh, but on, every now and then, it's a dildo. Yeah, and, uh, I, I could have done without that segment. And and that's uh, that's exactly where I was going with that. Is Seth Rollins? I laughed my ass off at that segment. Yeah, I laughed, but then I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, yeah, it's funny, but. This is not Santino. This is supposedly like one of your top guys. Um, ha ha ha! Dildo joke. All right, <laughs> Triple H. We know you're the boss. We all get it. I Even laughed my ass Ambrose off at that just, segment. Even now, Ambrose just doesn't care. I wanted him to imply someone shat in it, and then the camera just rolls over to Autumn. <laughs> uh, this company I, confuses us. I, I tell you though, I I love. I love the movie that that was referencing that we're not going to talk about <laughs> because that's the first two rules. And um, but I laughed my ass off. I'm like, holy shit, Seth Rollins has a dildo, <laughs> and I'm at work, <laughs> like laughing my ass off because somebody made a reference that Seth Rollins may or may not have a dildo in his briefcase. Of course, it's never uh, it's company policy to never imply ownership in the event of a dildo. We always have to use the indefinite article "a dildo," never "your dildo." <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't even get down with the implication that he has personal items in there in the first place. It's a briefcase with a contract in it. It's not like it's his personal briefcase. Well, and green slime. There's always uh, green slime in a briefcase. I mean, that's... I don't know. Uh, he had a miniature kabuki. <laughs> that's what JBL said. <laughs> it, it was well, like it, if it's you give, the... if you give them credit for anything, at least Stephanie knows how to shut down a CM Punk chant. Yeah. Well, like it or hate it, you know, I I liked it. I thought it was well played. Uh, <laughs> he is a quitter, so good call. You can chant all you want, but the guys, the guy ain't coming back, and it's not their fault. Yep, that's exactly it. I I kind of appreciated that, even though uh, the rest of the segment there were moments I was, you know, I was wondering what the end game is. I guess we're gonna, we're gonna find out tomorrow, like where they're going with this pay per view, like this this yeah. rumor match idea about them like having what is it supposed to be like Cena faces. Cena faces Ambrose and the winner gets Rollins in the cage and the loser gets to hold the key or some no, stupid shit like that. No, the loser gets Horton. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's... I've heard that too. No, 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 no. John, John Cena in, in his most epic battle yet. The one thing he cannot get to job to him. Air. 
He should wrestle himself. <sighs> the inner, inner struggle match. <laughs> the cosmic implications <laughs> of that are The astounding. psychology of this match, oh my word. <laughs> Maggle! <laughs> See, this gonna tap to himself, Maggle! He's got himself in the STF. <laughs> he still wouldn't strap it on properly. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man, I gotta check my email more often. <laughs> I got a ton of email here. You got missed out on that Nigerian Prince offer? I did! No. Let's see what I got here. Mike the Miz tweeted. Hashtag Twitition. The Miz is the true WWE Intercontinental Champion. Okay. Obviously, he's not. Oh, and gee, the main reason that um I, I messaged you about that um spam email that was under your name was because it said sent from iPhone. So that was like the main reason I said anything to you about it. Oh, it's fine. I, I'd like to know if we have a breach of it. You know, we've got to look out for it. Oh, yeah. I, one of the one of the reasons I'm on Facebook like listed as G is it's like if I have anything linked to Facebook and it gets hacked, oh, yeah. I know like right away when I see G, it's like, oh well, then clearly it's coming from my Facebook account, and if there's some sort of breach of privacy, it has to be related to Facebook. So yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like a a way of protecting myself from that fucking social network, which you know I spend too much time on, albeit. Yeah. Well, plus I know, I know, like you, you, if you need to get a hold of me, you do it through, you know, Facebook anyway. It's not like, you know, I, I seeing your name on an email. It's like, wait a minute, he doesn't normally email me, so I don't even. That, and that's the thing. I was like, I don't even think I know your email, and I don't have an AOL email. I've never yeah. had an AOL. I, I, I didn't really have any uh, internet account stuff except for university uh, email accounts until. Probably about the year two, maybe 1998, 99, and I went <laughs> through Excite, I believe. Shit, I was later than that. <laughs> Actually, no, I think my first email address was what was 98. That was yeah. through through my through my college because I actually I no little little known fact I never even had a computer in my house until 2005. So, <laughs> shit, I didn't get the internet until 07. Yeah, but you're 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 quite you're quite a bunch you're quite a bit younger than us, Mark. Yeah, well, that was still seventeen. Well, True. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It's you know it's not it's not a necessity to That's have. That's about I did my my first time on the internet when I was like twenty. I wasn't actually ever on the internet when when I was a teenager. So. Well, in the world yeah. we live in today, it's like you you can easily survive without a computer because there's so many portable devices and other ways of accessing yeah. the internet. You can go on your friggin' Xbox and like surf the web if you want. So it's kind of it's kind of it makes you scratch your head like and think about if, you know we talk a lot about like the future of content. Well, it's also the future of the uh, the mediums that they're delivered on. Like those have changed so much in like just a decade. Oh, absolutely. And George, uh, George is a prime example. George doesn't own a computer, but he could get on the internet, and go on Facebook, and do all that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff that we do. In fact, if he really truly wanted to, he could probably Skype in right now if he was uh, awake, which I'm sure he's not. So, yeah. No, fair enough. It's gonna be it's gonna be neat to see where we are where we are a decade from now. Now that we have like the Google Glass technology is you know available, albeit ridiculously expensive now, that shit's gonna be like dirt cheap in five years. And by that point, you'll we'll probably have like chip in the head technology and stuff like that. 
where you can like your eyes will just glaze over and you'll you know well maybe not that far that soon but that'll happen we're gonna be cyborg soon guys it's gonna be awesome thank thanks obama yep <laughs> i want to be like deathlock i hope i live long enough to be a cyborg yeah so no, me cool. too i want like a jetpack ass man yeah. <laughs> get rid of my car and everything just fly to work just like in the internet meme except my planet is here <laughs> <laughs> so what else happened on this raw show i'm looking through these results it's like i remember watching it even it seems like a light year ago it I always it these, always feels these, that way i remember these guys showed up and they started talking to the to, this one guy came up and he said he wanted told the announcer if he wanted a war he's got a war um and he threw a toothpick at him <laughs> oh okay two weeks later Another guy showed up and he said, "This is where the big boys play, and I don't play." Yeah, look at the adjective. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that, well, that would have been nice, Russia. but instead we had Paul Heyman show up for some reason and tease a potential Brock Lesnar angle that probably won't happen. But I hope it does because the the alternatives. And I'm not so. Seth, Seth Seth Rollins apologized. Yep. Oh, and yeah, we that's right. We had a couple apologies this week. We also had the Big Show thing happen on uh, Monday with the flag, and then he apologized on SmackDown. Oh boy, I didn't see SmackDown again this week. I was I didn't have time. Uh, well, he made a good point. He basically show came out on SmackDown and and noted that if if you know someone had done that to the American flag in another country, we'd all be outraged, and he was so in the wrong. And he's right. He would. He you guys would flip out. Not all of you, but did I, did, did the giant um turn over the the title? Because the last show no, I watched, the giant's he was the, the giant. He's he giant, was, still had the title. The giant was dragged away by the big boss man to hell. He's he's long since gone. This is this guy called the Big Show. He's brand new. He just debuted last week. <laughs> I can't believe they were, They felt they'd done anything that wrong, though, given how many times they replayed it. Like, this pissed off an entire country and caused <laughs> someone to well, apologize. Watch gotta, it 50 fucking times. You gotta realize it, Mark. You gotta realize it, Mark. WWE is in... We gotta do it whatever we can to get whatever attention we can, because any publicity is good publicity, so this is what they're going to Crispin Wah. They want to. Well, there are a few exceptions when we murder <laughs> your child and and wife, but in this case, I think JT's you know hitting the nail on the head. It's like we want to remind people why we piss people off. <laughs> it's publicity, nonetheless, and yeah. Well, we also have you know the out. We can always say we had Big Show apologize and go a little bit out of character and make that point. So. If anybody's you know gonna get up in arms, they have that sort of clause in their in their uh, back pocket there. But that did happen. Oh, and we got the uh, the official Stooge name. I think the Cruiserweight Security Force or whatever. She <laughs> just said Cruiserweight Division. <clears throat> That's right. That's awesome. I like that. I I actually oh, they said the they no said the Cruiserweight Division. That was hilarious. I laughed. Yeah, I like that. I want that to stick. I like those guys. I always enjoyed their work. And they're still pretty young, so they can do some spots. Yeah. So why the hell not? Plus, it keeps Triple H and uh, Stephanie out of the, uh, more segments. Like, I don't mind them a little bit. We're not going to get away from this authority thing probably until next WrestleMania. I think this program's going all the way to there. 
Because I think it's all going to be that Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar deal, right? So yeah, and Reigns is supposed to be on Raw tomorrow night, like in some sort of broadcast, like live satellite thing or some shit, or pre-taped satellite or whatever. But yeah, yeah they're I mean. they're they're supposed to be doing an interview with him or something tomorrow night. Yeah, I left that out of the news because I was like, I first I kind of heard about it was this morning, and I'm just like, really? I wonder what the point of that'll be. Like that'll build to nothing for the at all. Relevant. He is until he comes back and wins the Royal Rumble. You know, I'm calling it now. That's that's my pick. <laughs> speaking but, of cruise, speaking of cruiserweights, um, I, I saw Ray Mysterio's first appearance. appearance oh, was it a Triple A? No, AAA? no, no! It was in um in um what was it? What was it? The, was it, it was at the Great American Bash in 1996. Oh, back and when he, he had the knees. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was funny because I think they were trying to make him as a heel because he didn't. He cut probably one of the worst promos I've ever seen anybody pr- come out. But I think it was more nervous than anything else. He came out and it was just like, it was kind of like um Lance Storm like serious, but trying to be serious, and he was trying. I think they were trying to make him heal, trying to make him seem like he was the heel. <laughs> Working the match, it was just wow. How he changed. How he changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be on Triple A soon enough. Whatever. I watched the uh, Monday Night Wars on. Well, it, it aired on Monday, so I watched it on Monday. Uh, and of course, another another uh another wwe centric uh episode yeah a whole bunch of stuff about stone cold that we already knew i, yeah. I was i was totally bored it took me like three sittings to watch an hour <laughs> no i i i i'm com- i completely understand because i'm dozing off at work watching this then it's yeah. like I, wa- I watched it last night i watched it last night and, and, and what i think i think it's funny is like they, they talk they, they spend an hour on it and it basically they're saying fuck you to the people that went out and bought the four disc set with the two and a half hour documentary that they did on it four years ago yeah oh all the dvds are going to be like that with the network though basically now and all the all the all the stone cold stuff all the all the stone cold interview stuff was from that dvd yep i almost i almost thought about buying the sting one but i'm like wait why what's the point (laughs) Because well, I noticed I, the Sting one was out. I didn't buy the Austin one because it was on Netflix. Yeah, the, the I mean, I got, I got why they did it. You can't deny like the relevance and importance of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Monday Night War. That's obvious, right? That's a given. The, but for yeah, for those of us that have been fans for a while, that was a very redundant episode. But there's a, probably you know, there's a few kids out there that probably got educated, and now they know who this guy is. And and if these rumors that he might come back for one match ever come to fruition, that audience will have at least an exposure to him and his character and why they should care. So there, there's a positive side to it, but I have, I have a feeling we're going to get probably about five to ten of these are going to be like this, where we're going to be like, oh, yeah, I own all those DVDs. Thanks, WWE. <laughs> But that's that's the thing. It's a, it does have an, a market. It does have these little John Cena kids that they don't know who Stone Cold is. They'll be like, I remember him from WrestleMania last year. He was with those other two guys I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. And I'm sure they're all, they, they really, sh- sh- you know, well, I would expect be doing a Sting one too now that he's kind of affiliated with them. I think that's a given. Would have they have done one if he wasn't? I would actually say no. What do you think? 
Would Sting be forgotten by this series if uh, he had no association with uh, the WWE right now? I don't know about that. Maybe, but I don't know about that. I, I can't say for sure. We haven't <clears throat> seen a single WCW focal point. Well, that's just, that's uh, that's, uh, that's the point I've been making every week. Is is it's been WWE centric pretty much every week? Yeah. What's this upcoming week one? I didn't see what it was. Did did, did you mark? Uh no. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew I, they might be taking a week off because I know they're doing uh something for this. They're Smackdown doing the SmackDown week, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, crap, I don't know my damn username and password for this network. I thought it was well, automatically I can, I logged can in. I can I can tell you you're getting a SmackDown special with Edge and Christian's antics and from SmackDown. That'll right. be probably fun to watch. Oh, that'll be great. That was about the time I started to get back into regularly watching wrestling when I was in Vancouver just before I moved back to Calgary. And I didn't get Raw on my cable because I didn't have officially cable. What I had is cable internet, but I got channels when I plugged my TV into the wall anyway. And so I did have access to SmackDown. And I remember watching them do like the, uh, the movie parody segments with the Hardys. And I was like an instant fan after the first segment. That was awesome. So good. It looks like we're getting another... Uh, it's, they're going to replay the Stone Cold episode. Okay, so it's probably a break in a lieu of the uh, the SmackDown thing. And that's fine. You can spread the series out because once it's done, it's done. So 52 weeks, 20 episodes. Yeah, SmackDown 15th anniversary celebration, 11.06 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night on the WWE Network. Yeah, SmackDown Raw is going to overrun. SmackDown Week, where we show replays of Raw. Seconds <laughs> all week. Oh, yeah. The best of SmackDown. It's just a bunch of Raw recaps. I I uh, really I, sincerely hope they put the September 13th episode of SmackDown of the September 13, 2011 episode of SmackDown, or 2001 episode of SmackDown. I've been waiting for them to put that one up. That was, like, an important show in the history of my country. That's probably why they're saving it. Yeah. I thought they would have put it up on the uh, September 11th uh, September 11th anniversary. They're probably saving it for one of them. Maybe in the next year. Maybe. I mean, yeah. the, the company doesn't have the money to deal with. So it, from a business standpoint, you want to have really important things that you can put up at delayed segments to keep people subscribed, people come, coming in. You give them everything at once, they're bored, they're never coming back after the subscription ends in some cases, right? And so someone like you who like, really wants that episode, well, you're going to have to keep you know on waiting for a bit, and yeah, that's, that's a good business plan. So it keeps you, uh, you know, keep, keep you salivating for some, something, right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're I mean, absolutely I understand right. exactly why. I remember watching that episode too, you know. Well, it didn't happen to the U.S. It happened at a time the whole first world was wondering what the fuck was going on because you guys weren't the only ones who were victims of terrorist attacks. No, exactly. Right? And, I mean, shit, I remember, you know, I had to go down to a, uh, a job conference. Uh, I, was, I think it was at the Saddle Dome, one of the buildings in Stampede Grounds, and it was like one of those big job fair deals. Sorry, not job conference. That morning, and uh, nobody was really hiring. Everyone was watching TVs place was filled with people at these different booths for jobs but nobody was talking we were all watching tvs man 
I was sitting here thinking, um, who are some of the biggest targets, you know, buildings and stuff? And I, I live in like a province that has the money in Canada. No other province in Canada is considered a have province or all have nots, and we subsidize all of them. And our biggest industry is oil, and all the major buildings in my city were oil buildings. So we were kind of paranoid that morning. Like, what the fuck? But we were, we were lucky we didn't get hit, at least uh, directly in Canada. But what can you do? Well, I was living in, in Niagara. Niagara. ISIS shit. Yeah. And oh. Ebola. Yeah. I was living in Niagara Falls at the time, and Niagara Falls is on the list, you know, of, like, potential terror targets. Oh, yeah. Because we, we uh, they uh, power half of the East Coast. Though they knew something was up the night before. They shut down the LAX. My dad got stuck there that night. I remember hearing about a lot about that on the news, though, but obvious reasons, there's a couple other things going on the next morning that were pretty big. But uh, they knew they knew something. I'm not going to get into this conspiracy uh, theory nonsense. I don't want to. I don't believe that stuff personally. Uh, if you do, that's cool. But this is a wrestling show, and you're right. That fucking SmackDown episode, it, it important. It was a really intense episode to watch. But I think we, I think they're uh, they're they're gonna hold out on it, man. I think there's a few like that. You're probably right. Fr- how much of the ECW stuff do they have up yet? Um, like the, the, the they haven't been adding any. It, it's just it's the same stuff they've had since basically day one. Okay. Well, the, the Nitro that when they added Nitro, they've only got Nitro from '95 and '96. Yeah. That makes sense. But they just added Nitro. Like, they've had ECW up for a while. They just haven't, like, added anything to it. I, I think they'll spread that shit out then. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I If I was in their shoes, man, right now, I'd do that. Because we've, we we all know the, the real value in this package is the pay-per-view savings, yeah. man. Like, oh, absolutely. Everything, everything else really is icing as much as we, we, you know, debate elements of the network. And that's... Why we like to get together on Sunday. Cock talk. Still <laughs> those in our bags. George put it there. He handles <laughs> sacks. I handle sacks too. We all handle sacks every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And Bo Dallas beat Mark Henry. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that's exactly what it says in uh, the Angry Marks review for Raw that I'm looking at. Winner, Bo Dallas. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Verbatim. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. He he beat him down on, uh, or as my reviews would say, beat him off on on SmackDown. Um, I guess that's probably going to be a pay per view match. Oh boy! Yay! And we know uh, probably getting Big Show Rusev. That's pretty much a given. Yeah. So there is uh, two matches I don't want to watch already. Great. Mm-hmm. Who who is Stardust and Goldust feeding with? That'll be something, I'm sure. I don't remember. Actually, they might even get forgotten about. They might do this fucking Slater Gator loss. No, that'll be the the pre-show. <laughs> I don't know. I've been. Uh, my Hornswoggle is the Gator on Monday. That was. <laughs> yeah. Now he's still he's still feuding with El Torito. Yeah. Well, all three way with the bunny. Yeah. We could actually get that. That's fucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I want that. To be honest with you, <laughs> as redundant as all these matches have been lately, that would be actually fresh. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm saying that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. G wants the bunny versus Hornswoggle versus <laughs> versus the bull. 
El Torito. Yes. Fuck it. I'd be okay with that. Now, anybody catch Impact? Because I know we didn't get a review. Mark, did you catch it? JT? Joe? Yeah, I did oh. watch it. I just didn't have time to do a review of it as well. I didn't, okay. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I know uh, Wednesday night was when we were having all kinds of problems with our server, so I wasn't... Oh, right, yeah. right. We, yeah, uh, I didn't get to watch it till Friday. I we, did watch it on uh, on Wednesday. I, of course, recorded it because it's TV. <laughs> wow, what a stark contrast with the crowd, man. Yeah, this this crowd is going to be bad. And we got we already got bad in the first episode of the first part of the first taping. Yeah. It's only going to get downhill from here. All the way to November 19th, yo. I take it then that we're out of New York City right now. Yes, we are in Bethlehem. And there's plenty of room at the inn, apparently. <laughs> there was there was something that, um, you know, I know you would appreciate. Uh, we did get a Shark Boy sighting. Yes, George, uh, George texted me. Uh, said, Dude, Shark Boy's on impact! Cool. <laughs> so I went on. I went on Twitter because our server was down. And I reset the server. It went back up. I went on Twitter. I said, "Hey, if you're enjoying Shark Boy on Impact, we interviewed him last year. Here's the here's the link." And then the server went back down. We ended up getting uh, our server ended up getting suspended. Which uh, you know that's we'll we'll talk about that with David in a few minutes because that's uh, that's on him. It was his his site that brought us down. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, I wasn't uh, that thrilled with the shark boy because I don't want to sound bad, but he, he's just, he looked like he was about to die. He was. I hope he was just selling, being unfit. How so? Well, he was coughing and he just looked blown up after about thirty seconds. I don't know. I I uh. I'm not sure what's up with Shark Boy. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he's a little bit out of shape. He's just getting up there in age, you know. I don't know yeah, how I, active I he is. enjoyed it, but it just it felt bad to watch someone who seems that out of shape. We're not talking great Cali condition here, though. <laughs> no, he could still move. Yeah. Great. I I don't know. Well, maybe it was. We'll wait and see. Because this is a, a condensed taping, they did four nights in a row. I think or very Oops, close together. That's like eight episodes. So I think we'll see him in at least four episodes. Yeah, for for uh, all we know, they tape out of order. So this could have been the last match he taped, and anyone would be blown up after all of that. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Could very well be like the last night, last match. <laughs> the way they tape that shit, man. Exactly. It's a great point. I, I, th I think, you know, we're, we're still going to get some good matches on these shows, but the energy levels are going to be down. I'm going to keep watching. I have no reason not to. It's, it's I'm still enjoying it more than pretty much 90% of the WWE right now. So it's too bad Gail Kim got injured during this taping. But uh, Is she out? She looked injured I, during the match. Yeah, she got... Or maybe it was injured somewhere else. She is injured. It's in the notes. I, I, I put that yeah. in there because it's like, gosh, shit. Are you sure it was an injury? Or is she just eliminating? Is she just eliminating herself from competition? <laughs> uh, separated shoulder against Havoc, and she's yeah. out of action indefinitely. Impact news uh, directly from the site. So it could be kayfabe. Who knows? Oh, if it's from the 
Well, it's hard to tell what the website, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's about as legitimate as a big sting announcement. <laughs> he has another one, by the way. So there'll be some more video game stuff coming Is it that well. he's still in the video game? Yeah, probably will. Because that's what the last one was. <laughs> yep. Well, no, see, now you're going to get... Now you're going to get... You're going to get red and, bril- red and black sting now. At least they're really getting use out of that video package. It cost a lot to make. <laughs> well, they have that, like, Superstar Threads thing where you can change the colors anyways. <laughs> You want NWO Wolfpack Sting? Here you are. <laughs> Do it your damn self. No, I have to say this year I am kind of excited because there's a PC release. And GTA Five is supposedly coming to PC, so it's a good year for me. I would venture to say that the PC release is going to be basically the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 version as opposed to the next generation version. Oh, I don't care what version it is. That's hard to say what they'll do with that. Thieves can't be choosers. To deal with the piracy elements of it, and then of course, whatever extra money they might get from those either of those companies to make sure that you know the best version is only on one of the new consoles. Although that would require one of two things. It's like one company working with the other, which I don't know if I could really imagine. I guess it's for the best interest of both of them. They want you to buy that thing, right? So We'll see. I'm not getting it, but you guys can tell me how much you're enjoying it. There's there's too many games coming out this year, and I'm just... Here's my thing is I'm not getting new games that are coming out for the next-gen consoles until I have the next-gen console. Oh, of course. Because, like, I, I want NHL 14 for the next-gen console. Or 15, rather. And I, I haven't bought it yet for the 360. And I want WWE for the next-gen console. And I'm not going to buy it for the 360. I'm just going to wait until I have that. And then, by that point, the games will be cheaper anyway, because they'll have been out yeah. for a while. Are oh, you predominantly an offline player of that game? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then you'll be fine. It's one, one of the arguments against these split years is that you have a very smaller online available uh, community to play with because you got like somewhere between 50% on each and you can't play with them <laughs> because the versions are different, right? Right. That's uh, and that's unfortunate. And I'll be the same with the wrestling game too. Different versions. It's you actually, won't be able to play with as many people if you're an online player. I was actually having a conversation with a couple of friends of mine about online play and, uh, and one of my friends says, you know, I don't play online. And I said, you know, neither do I. And another one of my friends comes in and says, dude, I only play online. And it's like, well, you know, we're just not that good at these games to play online with these people that are, you know, far better than us. It's no fun to play online. Like, I played Madden online once, and I got my ass whooped, like, 64 to nothing or something. And the guy, <laughs> after the after the game, the guy sends me a message. He's like, thanks for not quitting on me. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. People who lose quit. <laughs> yeah. That's certainly one of the most frustrating things about sports titles, especially. Or I can imagine with the wrestling title, because you're really only usually playing one other person, right? But I, I was an exclusive online player for hockey probably for the last four years that I bought the game. I, um, I, I tried to play one of the wrestling games online once, and uh, I ended up it ended up picking a match for me, which was like a... It was a special guest referee match. So I was the referee for these two guys that knew each other 
And they spent the oh. whole time beating me up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking referee, get back in the damn ring. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's what I do in special ref matches. <laughs> Sometimes playing the game wrong is more enjoyable. You know what? Really? The, the special you know? referee mode that I liked the most was No Mercy. And I'll tell you why. It's because if you if you're the referee and you knock both guys out and get back in the ring and tell them to, you know hit the button to count, it'll ring the bell and your music will start playing. So it's like you won. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I do it all. I love doing that. I do it every time I play. Man, I played that game to death. I never knew that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, no mercy is still still my favorite wrestling title. I think that's why I've been kind of off and on with uh, these other games it's just Let's, I never uh, feel like I'm really moving the guys around I feel like I'm forcing little cutscenes to happen as opposed yeah. to actually you know if I hit A I watch my fish go out and it just seems smooth right. I don't know maybe it's just me and I'm being too nitpicky <laughs> but hey it's my 70 bucks so. alright was there anything worth talking about on Smackdown real quick before we go to break and, uh, and we're going to bring David Fuller on after the break there was that apology that was probably the most important thing. Um, non-title match. Ooh. Alicia Fox got a win over another non-title match against AJ. So I guess she's involved with Paige now. There's like new besties or whatever, right? Yeah. I think that might be about it. I don't know. Okay. Unless someone saw something I didn't, but I certainly fast forward through a lot of this. I mean... Come on, Brie Bella versus Cameron and Eva Marie. That's a winner. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I fast-forwarded through most of it. Which reminds me, I, Ty- Tyson Kidd is out of chances at the NXT title. Oh, yeah, what's the NXT title? Oh, yeah, that's what our animated gift for the show this week is. That's right. It's related <laughs> to that. I forgot about that. Right. I didn't make this one. Whoever made it, kudos to them. I just stole it. I couldn't credit them because it, they weren't credited on it, I don't think. I might be wrong. I don't remember. It's been a long week. <laughs> so if you refresh the notes, you will find the uh, song. I forgot to add it until about 50 minutes ago. I actually have the current notes. So Cool. Uh, this is uh, from a single that I got from an HMV store that featured a whole bunch of alternative artists. Most were very lesser known. Of course, Frank Black is not lesser known. Or Black Francis of the Pixies. He's quite well known, and he's quite well known to me at the time. Um, I don't own the album that the song comes from. I've always been meaning to go and get it because I love this song. It's called Ten for Center, and it's a pretty appropriate wrestling-related song because us IWC folks are often referred to as Ten Percenters. So let's suck some serpent sodas, yo. Yep. Now we're gonna get David at two thirty. So uh, two thirty his time. So. So we'll come back and we'll talk more about NXT. Here we go. Here's Frank Black on Board Wrestling Fan Radio.
And we're back! I couldn't find the button on my microphone. <laughs> I got back just in time. So, yeah. I heard it. Yeah, we're going to... Uh, we're going to get David Fuller in about a half an hour. So... He's coming on to uh, apologize for ruining their website. Yeah, it's his fault. <laughs> he murdered it. Uh, well, <laughs> his, um, his finisher remover is the server breaker. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I, this uh, this is what happened. Is um, earlier this week we uh, we were having some issues with um, excessive memory use on our server for whatever reason, and that's never happened. Uh, it, it, as far as our server goes. Our back-end software that we were using was had bad settings before, and that's why we would go down all the time, like, during the show. Um, but, meanwhile, uh, th- what happened was we went over our m- memory limit, which caused us to slow down, and site was not available. Finally, we got that, we restart the server, everything was fine, and then I got a message the next day saying, your service is suspended because you hit a CPU load of 60.45. Now, a normal CPU load or an ideal CPU load is 0. .70. We're at 60.45. So, okay, that's weird. And uh, it, it, I had gotten an email maybe the day before all this started happening from the uh, security software we have on David's site that says somebody who's been trying to log in with an invalid username. Like, well, okay, that's fine. The security software caught that. Well, it turns out that wasn't the only person trying to do it. It was trying it was coming from all over the world. So we finally installed some software to just basically block any IPs trying to uh, log in with an invalid username. And uh we've been fine since then. So <laughs> but uh yeah, I think th- I think the main thing that we were having was uh David's server somebody was trying to hack into it and I don't know why and uh, if you ask him it's because he's so successful <laughs> that's uh, that's what he posted on uh, his, his Facebook page and uh, you know but uh, we'll talk to him about that and I'm, and I'm sure we're going to get the uh, full uh, the full complement of results from old school hustle which took place last Sunday at the Sendera Center in Fort Worth, Texas Former BWF radio guest Thomas Shire won their their heavyweight championship at that show. Managed by f- another former BWF radio guest, Jim Cornette. But, yeah, so what are we going to talk about in the meantime? Let's talk about, uh, well, we were talking about NXT very briefly before we uh, went to break. And, uh, of course, we ha- it, was, it was championship week. Oh okay. I haven't seen it yet. Was it a good episode? It was pretty good. We had uh we had Bailey versus Charlotte again. Uh basically basically uh you know, we had the rematch there. We had um Hideo Atami was supposed to wrestle one of the Ascension, but then they both beat him down and the match never happened. Uh which of course, you know, we already know it's going to lead to uh to to Prince Devitt Finn Balor debuting at some point. Um, and of course, Tyson Kidd had his uh, last opportunity at Adrian Neville and the NXT Championship, and uh, he wound up losing. T- 
Titus O'Neil, Titus O'Neil got involved. Sami Zayn came out and took out Titus O'Neil. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the whole show. I think I, I don't. I think uh, Baron Corbin had a match too. Yeah. I I I remember tweeting Baron Corbin is the poor man's Corey Graves. Corey Graves was sadly retired. It looks like. Yeah. But I haven't heard an update if they got him a backstage job of some kind. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything uh, since we first uh, reported on that. Um, yeah. The uh, the uh, Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger had a match, and I can't remember who they wrestled. Uh, job is. No, it wasn't jobbers because it was it was somebody that beat them. It was uh, it was the Vaude villains actually. Oh yeah. So and, same and, job is. Yeah, my no, my my wife's in the next room over while I'm watching uh, NXT, and she hears them introduce the Vaude villains. She says the Bob Dylans. <laughs> like, no, honey, the Vaude villains. Hey, 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 you got to pitch down. <laughs> the Vaude villains, Adrian. Uh, is his name? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, Aiden, Aiden English and uh, and and Simon Gotch. Yeah, they cut promos. They just hold cards up to the screen and change them. <laughs> hey, Pippi. Somebody's cat said hi. Yeah, wasn't one of mine. <laughs> ah, what do you say we talk about uh, what the Iron Sheik had to talk about this week? Let's say fuck. Go fuck yourself. Okay, fine. We'll skip it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here, hey, I, it took it took me fifteen minutes to do this before the show. You, we're we're gonna take that time. <laughs> you know, unlike you know, G who spends a whole week with the with the news. <laughs> okay, here we go. And three, two, one. Testing, testing, one, two. Sorry. Um, the Rob Riggle better quarterback than the fucking Tony Romo. Hello, Susan Sarandon. How many times you do it for the money? If this game don't end, I put my fucking TV in Campbell Clutch. Make it humble. Hashtag San Francisco versus Washington. Here's a question for y'all. Swift kick in the balls or gra- grand- grande kick to the he- in the head? Uh, that always reminds me of Zeb Coulter now. If you're America's sweetheart, then I'm Ariana freaking Grande. Sorry. I had to stop. I had to pause for a second. Sorry. Um, hashtag S. Kevin Smith. Beat the fuck out of the Justin Bieber or crush the Billy Ray Cyrus skull. Good morning, Dr. J. Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. Let me know where the fucking Ebola is so, so I can beat the fuck out of it. Hello, Billy Idol. Do you have any acid? <laughs> Ebola has the raisin balls. Fuck Nikolai, the Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> you deserve the Ebola at Paula Dean. <laughs> Hashtag National Poetry Day. Roses are red, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Aries Spears, you fucking worse than your sister, the Britney. <laughs> fuck the Windows 10 in the ass. What movie better, Taken 3 or Amanda Bynes, your dead dog shit breast smell worse than the Paula Deen asked for? The Kardashians got no chill. I hope I see them and break their fucking necks. Michael Phelps, you don't have the gold medal for drinking the cold beer. Go fuck yourself, you dumb son of a bitch. And this one's for me. 
Tony Soprano, you are the fucking jabroni or the real Tony Soprano. And finally, good night, go fuck yourself. Now, what do you say we get into the news, and then we'll just use the last half hour for Mr. Fuller? Yeah, I'm good. All right, so news, courtesy of CheapHeat.com and AngryMarks.com, are great sources for wrestling news. Shout out, of course, to Alice at RWRPodcast.com and our boys over at BookerTees.com, Booker T-E-E-S. Go buy their T-shirts. Eventually, maybe they'll release more. Who knows? Hideo Itami and Finn Balor are the next two talents expected to be called up from WWE NXT to the main roster. But just Baylor kinda... hasn't debuted, and Tommy's only been there a week. <laughs> yeah, they they just kind of skipped over everybody else, didn't they? <laughs> That's what happens when you're really good. I guess. And you make a massive name for yourself in the Indies, and millions of people watch you in Japan. <laughs> As opposed to getting trained exclusively at the Performance Center at a VIP fantasy camp. My question is, who makes the Jelly Donut show first? <laughs> yes, WWE is planning VIP fantasy camps for the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. All you can eat breakfast. <laughs> Luke Harper may be on the verge of breaking from the Wyatt family and getting a singles push. You don't say. I, I was wondering what those vignettes were about on Monday. Hmm. Well, we'll see how they play out. I think Bray Wyatt will send him to go hunt, but... If they break up that faction, they might as well just stop making wrestling completely because they don't. That's just something that needs to stay affiliated because they can go back to the well with that. I think. Yeah. As opposed, that that's the most important thing here. But I would like to see more Luke Harper singles matches. I I, I, I think I don't want to see any of the other guys' matches though. Sheep Boy can stay. Yeah, I I think just from the the tone of the vignettes, it's you know I'm setting Luke Luke Harper free. It's not that they're splitting up and they're going to be feuding and they're going to be on opposite sides it's Luke Harper's been set free yeah he's going so to go I, hunt and bring back carcasses for them to eat yeah and wish well on his future endeavors no not Luke Harper Eric Rowan maybe not Luke oh. Harper not Rochester boy <laughs> uh, WWE apologizes to Russia we at WWE would like to apologize to the Russian people for the incident on Monday Night Raw that could have been construed as disrespect for their nation's flag. And Soviet Russia, you, Russia, you Russian disrespects you. I botched that totally. At least I botched that totally. I totally did. But they do have the network in Russia. Yeah. I don't know how many ripples it is, but it is there. <laughs> Nine ninety nine. Um, in in Soviet Russia, network watches you. That's what you should have said yes. the first time. I was thinking it, and I'm like, JC's going to say it. Yes. No, he didn't. WWE. Uh, WWE is planning in the future two cell matches for the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay per view. John Cena would face Dean Ambrose to open the show, with the winner facing Seth Rollins at the show. Uh, the loser would face Randy Orton in the other cell. WWE hopes to finalize the Hell in a Cell plans this weekend and announce them on Raw next Monday. Well, let's oh, hope I it's not we're getting Bella Heller in a cellar. <laughs> well, that is that is the uh, the uh, other John rumor yeah. joke that he uh, came out with there. I, th- I thought that was a clever title. I don't think we are though. But I hey, what not. the hell? Nobody cares anymore. Everyone's unsubscribing. Yay! <laughs> Joey Mercury and Jamie Noble may be the new permanent stooges of the role Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson used to have for Vince McMahon. 
We finally got an answer for uh, for Mark. The question we talked about last week. It's been delayed. Yeah. Network possibly in November is the last I heard. Uh, they aren't going live on November on October first. After all, a new date will be announced later uh, for the WWE Network launch in the UK. Uh, they did say on Raw on Monday that they will have the information for you on November first. And it'll be wait till 2015, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and Sting's still in the video game. <laughs> Several games pl- available 2015. Several plaintiffs have requested the various lawsuits against WWE for securities and exchange violations be merged, and WWE agrees with them and wants to do the same, but the federal court overseeing the matter has yet to rule on a motion to do so. WWE is now trying to have all of the class action lawsuits against them for deceiving and misleading investors dismissed. WWE released Nick Eugene Dinsmore again. He'd been working as a trainer for NXT and as a rosebud. (laughs) Uh, They've also let Matt uh, uh, Martellano go. He was the liaison between WWE's developmental system and headquarters back in Stanford. A lot of talent are disappointed that Nick Dinsmore was released as a trainer yesterday. He was well-liked. And worked hard, but it's believed he ended up on the wrong side of someone with power politically, so he got the axe. On the other hand, not too many tears are being spilled over creative liaison Matt Mortiaro. It's two different words here. (laughs) I don't know either, but that's that's verbatim. A Triple H guy who was said to be very abrasive in his dealings with talent. See, I I always copy the uh, the Bambi Marks verbatim, so that if there's a spelling mistake... It's their fault. Yes! I'm the Gene Stisky of news reporting, yo. It's all on you, Steve J. Yeah, sorry, bud. Not to throw you under the bus, but he does a lot of work, so I won't hate on him. I find this interesting that there's a connection between... uh, It's both NXT-related. I wonder if the backstory is that uh, the guy on the wrong side of the axe was this Matt dude, and that's why Nick got fired, and then everyone got pissed off at Matt, so Matt got fired. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Um, let's see. WWE pay-per-view bonuses, uh, bonus payoffs are really bad for talent right now, since the model is still based on pay-per-view buy rates, which have been cannibalized by the launch of the WWE Network, although some of the top stars who were used to large bonuses have been taken care of. Most of the roster just has to deal with it. Sunglasses fall under their faces. Uh, recent WWE cuts include what extras get for a night's work, posing as security guards, appearing as one of the Rosebuds, etc. They used to get $250 for a night's work, now only pocket $100. Which is another great Dean Ambrose line on, on Raw on Monday. Are you real security guards? Because I swear you were Rosebuds last week. That's right. Last week's... Yeah, a- the shop zone bit was good, too. I like that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Last week's AM Raw on USA Network was the final edition of the show ever. It's now off the air. And nothing of value was lost. They probably got about five or six bucks from the TV rights. I'd imagine at least five. Maybe six bucks. WWE begins filming Celebrity Death Pool with Ken Jeong, David Hasselhoff, and Hulk Hogan this week. Yeah, American Justin Bieber makes a special appearance in that film. He's Canadian. No, we lost it. You guys, he's all yours, remember? He's we Canadian. The bet. He's... Gold medal, baby. <laughs> I still have it on my DVR, that game. I watch it and remind myself of the uh... day Justin Bieber left. 
he's the, he's actually playing the voice. I think the rumor is the voice of what was it, Kit in the car with Knight Rider or whatever. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. So childhood ruined. The McMahon's Triple H and Stephanie will release fitness DVDs called WWE Fit. Yes. Third calories, oh, firing talents. <laughs> this is the follow-up to making the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maven, fan, Maven fan on Twitter says, "You, Joe, you suck as a host. Yeah, oh, I, I totally dude. suck as a host. That's, that's... Well, if you check the notes a little more often, you, you cut up his game a bit. <laughs> That's why from now on JT's gonna host the show. JT's gonna do everything. JT's gonna run the website. He's gonna run the. He's gonna run the the podcast. Sheesh. It's all JT now because you know Maven fan doesn't like me. So uh, so JT's gonna do everything. Picking picking a war, picking a fight. <laughs> we gotta get her on the show and have a have a good old discussion. Rey Mysterio was backstage at a Lucha Underground taping on September 27th, but a tweet with his picture was quickly deleted. Hashtag Ryback. Jersey All Pro Wrestling is putting Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin as a part of Team Angle re- uh, Team Angle reunion with Kurt Angle in their corner for the JAPW 18th anniversary show on November 15th in Rahway, New Jersey. This is the this is the one that uh, it's supposed to be Charlie Haas's like return after his retirement, even though he's the new Dallas Fort Worth Texas champion for IHWE. I think this might be actually a different event. Okay. I think I think um, I I don't recall. We'd have to go back and double check the notes, but I think they're different. Okay. Jim Ross would like to call a new Japan pay per view. I'm very interested in doing special projects, and certainly would be on that list of uh, cert- that certainly would be on that list of a special project. And I think if they were serious about the marketing of pay per views, and I guess their big show is January fourth, that if they were really serious about that event being a hit in the English speaking countries, that I might be able to help them. Oh, God, please do it. And bring Chael Sonnen along, please. And speaking of January 4th, Global Force Wrestling is reportedly having their first pay-per-view on January 4th, 2015. And since that's the same day as the annual New Japan Tokyo Dome show, it's leading some people to believe it will be a co-branded show. Uh, We may learn more when Jarrett is at the New Japan Pro Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling show on October 13th. GFW is also teasing that AJ Styles will be a part of the roster, which is a good coincidence given that he's currently a star for New Japan. Make this happen. Yes. Well, here's the interesting news for you. TNA and Global Force Wrestling are negotiating with the same cable or satellite channels for programming distribution, and since there are so few channels that are looking for wrestling programming, TNA looks to have the upper hand given that they've been around longer and have a proven audience of 1 million viewers a week. TNA talent, meanwhile, are finding that there aren't many places for them to go. Even though the company has waived all restrictions on working indie dates or clearing them through the uh, through the office, they're still enforcing the clause to not appear on anyone else's DVD or pay-per-view, which means options like Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and Ring of Honor are out. That doesn't leave a lot of middle ground of promotions that need talent, but pay well, but don't do video or pay-per-view. Well, maybe we'll get some TNA guys and, you know, some of the local things. You can get to go watch them, Joe. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I can go buy the DVDs of these shows that I've been to. Oh, <laughs> we, put out DV- there, we put out that DVDs. Sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I want to get. I want to get the one with the uh, from a couple of months ago, where it was uh, Kevin Bennett against Ar Fox. That match was just incredible. Anyway, 
Uh, Impact Wrestling reports that Gail Kim suffered a separated shoulder against Havoc and that she's out of action indefinitely. Now we're going to finally find out a little bit more about Bound for Glory. Yes, the decision to add Team 3D versus Abyss and Tommy Dreamer to Bound for Glory was last minute and just the best way TNA had to use them on the cards since they were already going to be there for the Hall of Fame induction. Original plans for Bound for Glory in Japan had Team 3D versus the Wolves for the tag titles. Instead, you get a worse match. Yay! Let's send Dreamer and Abyss. Samoa Joe versus Low Key was the original X Division title match. Kaz Hayashi from Wrestle One was added to the match because Joe is working through an injury. I can't comment on this one. I don't know who Kaz Hayashi is. He could be awesome. Kaz Hayashi, man, he was in WCW. He was I part of the Young Dragons. I watched WCW. That's yeah. the problem. He so, was in the Young I, Dragons in WCW. Was he good? He was. Okay, then that match should probably be good. Which reminds me, Shane Helms was on the uh, show I went to last night, and people were chanting three count. He did a three count dance. Yep, that I do know. Thank What's you, Russell Crabb. Uh, let's see, Samoa Joe... Oh, just read that one. TNA originally wanted MVP versus Ryota Hama, Hama, but this was changed to MVP versus Kazuma Sakamoto, and Hama will now face EC3. I have no problems with these matches, though, because I know who these two guys are. I've been trying to familiarize myself with some of these Russell 1 guys via YouTube and stuff, but... But I hadn't got to that Hayashi dude yet, so I didn't know much about him. But guess what, folks? You're going to love this. Nick Hogan? Go right, right now, rush to Google after Joe reads this, because I'm sure you want to see it. Dude, brother. Nick Hogan was one of the celebrities who had nude photos leaked out. Well, you know something, brother. I told him it was best to get yourself back out there, and you could do some good publicity, brother. And that's what happens, brother. Just follow me, Daddy's footsteps. Yeah. Yep. Precisely. He's probably gonna go rub some lotion on Brooks' ass next. So what's this oh, thing? Maven Father's fan, footsteps. Maven <laughs> fan says, "Tell Joe that he should burn all those John Cena T-shirts." And she says she will be on the sh- on the show when she's not sick. Okay. In all seriousness, I I'd love to get her on the show one of these weeks. It'd be fun. Yeah, I know. I know. She was supposed to be on like a year ago. And she had some family stuff that she had to take care of, and and that she never rebooked. Well, door is always open. Just let us know. Yep. What, what what's this listed under? Anything else here? Who? who what is this? <laughs> you know how? Uh, this is just something I I noticed on uh, on Twitter, and I liked it, and I thought it was kind of uh, it makes you think. And there was this uh, subreddit called Shower Thought where people pose. Or at least attempt to post things that actually make you, you know, go, huh? Like Arsenio's old, hmm. And uh, the title of the post was, So, do you know how an NXT trains everyone from superstars to camera guys and video, et cetera, for, for their turn on being on and running Raw and SmackDown? It's training for Triple H, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is true. They're- yeah, I I thought that was interesting and you know makes you think. It's like that week that I posted that other thing. It wasn't a shower thought, but it should have been one with the uh the one in twenty one and one. With Paul Heyman being responsible for both the two guys with the twenty the one in the twenty one and the one. So yeah, I like those things. Things that make you think. Cognitives. Once in a while we think here on the show. Only once in a while, guys, so don't tune in yeah. weekly. 
Yeah, n- not often. What are you talking about, oh. dude? I never think, brother. I just do. <laughs> I just go on my own feet, brother. Have you watched the Hulk Hogan promo recently? That's that's actually true. <laughs> I've been watching a lot. Well, actually, no. He he hasn't actually been on it. Been on it. Been on air for for a few episodes. So I haven't seen any of his promos lately. <laughs> He was, he was on time. Raw on Monday, and he was he was plugging the uh, Susan Susan G. Komen for the Cure thing that they do every October, and he's he's on Raw and he's like, well, you know, it's the WWE Universe Network. <laughs> he's so confused in his old age. It's just it's sad to watch him sometimes. And the thing is, like, if you let Hogan go out and do his thing, just give him bullet points. Hogan will go out and cut a hell of a promo. But the writing is shit for him now. And, and you can tell he's trying to remember any bullet points. He, you could tell though that he's just trying to remember his lines, and he's doing a terrible job of it. <laughs> so I don't blame him for his promos being terrible, but you know, his promos have been terrible. Well, they're Silver just all advertisements. They're, he's doing exactly what they paid him to come back. Oh, yeah. Forest. Silverdome, brother. Yep, that's right. To attempt to get things correct. <laughs> oh, I forgot Great Cali was in this movie on the my TV to get smart. He moves in this film. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> he plays football in the longest yard. <laughs> that's right. I, I usually have some sort of old movie on low volume or mute or whatever you want to call it. Because I have priority hearing, so even if it's whole volume, it might as well be mute. Steve Carell, you can't speak to him in English. He won't understand you. That's approaching hot territory. I'm, I'm usually, there's usually like some gadget or something I'm playing with on my at my desk while we're doing the show. <laughs> right now I'm playing with a Rubik's Cube. It's the behind the scenes element of what we do while we're on this podcast. Because we I have five it. minutes to kill before we get fuller on the show. That's <laughs> I'm right. Ordering, I, I, or I'm either working on my wish list, my Amazon wish list, wish list, but wish list or I, I'm buying stuff off of it. <laughs> Last week I bought I bought a, I bought some stuff off of the Oakland Raiders website. I'm like, yeah, I want so, I want a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> they I'll have starter back, jackets. And I'll be getting well, back to my usual habit of dressing all of my players for my hockey fantasy teams. But uh, I've been in a break because the baseball ones are over. I don't even know why I do the baseball ones, but I always seem to do well, yet I'd never watch baseball. <laughs> it's fucking strange, isn't it? I just like the working stats. I look at stats and numbers, and I think it helps me, you know, find something to do with when I'm, you know, bored on, on this show. Waiting for guests, <laughs> like we are right now. Yeah. Well, our, our, the board, uh, the board hockey fan uh, fantasy uh, fantasy hockey uh, league is drafting today, or drafted today. I don't even know what time we're supposed to be doing that thing. <laughs> uh, it is four thirty p.m. my time, so I think that's what six thirty for you. Yeah, I'm letting it auto draft. <laughs> that's what I did last year. I did pretty well. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But. Mark, what do you do when you're on the show that we don't know about that you're willing to admit? I actually just sit here and wait for an opportunity to talk. I pay attention during this show. That makes oh, one of us. Mistake number one. 
<laughs> that makes one of us sitting fine. I, I can multitask really well. I, I well, have no right now I am stuff. looking for a blank CD so I can put some music on my Xbox. But normally I do actually pay attention. I I can do both, but I have to be able to multitask for uh, my day job. It's an impossibility. I'll tell you off there exactly what that is if you don't already know. <laughs> and you'll understand why. In a heartbeat. Like, oh, of course you have to be able to multitask ridiculously. So I get bored. I can't watch television anymore. I have to be doing something. I can't no, surf I can't, the web uh, anymore. I have to be watching TV. <laughs> it's weird, man. Maybe I can watch. trouble remembering wrestling because I'm doing something else while I'm watching it. Except for with Impact, which I have to sit and watch meticulously. Yeah. Maven fan wants is asking me, can I be on board Hockey Fan Radio? That show doesn't have Joe Cena. <laughs> I have to get Chris Cooley to come back. Typically, it typically does not involve me. The board Hockey Fan uh, Radio. <laughs> but uh, we might get an episode or two, and we don't do that one regularly. Those are special one-offs. It really comes down to trying to like collaborate between Australian time zones and Calgary time zones, which is not easy. I'm, uh, it certainly is not. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not on that show usually. So <laughs> every now and then. Yeah, and I mean the the mix of the fact that like we have the time zone issue, we also have the work schedule differences between Joe and I, which is why this show has pretty much been at two o'clock for what? What? How long now? I don't even know. Years. Quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> we probably well, have an anniversary coming up at some point here. Uh, November would be our anniversary. So yeah, about right, a month from right. now been doing this for a long time. I'm going to have to do something years. for that episode, eh? Probably. Yeah. I'll try to get Rhymers back for that one. He he's he knows what song he wants to do for the next time he's on, but uh, he's just got to practice. And the awards season is almost upon us. Yeah. If well, people start thinking about that, the uh, the categories are in the Facebook group and the documents there. So add anything, anytime you want. I added a few along the way. Sounds good. Oh, we should nominate uh, Breakout Star the Bunny. God yes! I, I should put him in there right now because he is yes. obviously notable. I'm going to do that as we speak. I've seen that. WW in a nutshell, the Superstars page has Lesnar next to the Bunny. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Let me see if, Phil, if Fuller's ready yet. Got to message him on Facebook to find out if I can call him. <laughs> He says, hey, I want to be on your show tomorrow. Like, okay, what time can I be on tomorrow? <laughs> How about two your time? Yeah, sure. And here we are waiting for him. <laughs> All right, so I'm adding the bunny to both best new and worst new character. <laughs> well, I think why not just have a best animal category? We don't have one, but maybe... Bunnies, crocodiles, bulls. Did we get anything else this year? Um... I'm going to add best animal character. I think that's a... We, we have at least three to choose from that I, we can think of off the top of our head. Right. And then I'm what sure was Horn Swivel's nickname? Probably back at Thanksgiving. Right, He's just mini-gator. What's the name of Horn Swivel's gator? Is he just the gator? He's just mini-gator. Mini-gator. All right. Updated. <laughs> Any indie wrestler you want to nominate right now, Joe, Joe while I'm in here? Because you'll probably make them win anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one that goes to indie events. I go to a couple, but I haven't been to one in a while. 
I know I'm guilty. I should support my community more. But we don't get as many shows, I think, just because of uh, population density. You, you do have a luxury. You have, you have promotions that you try to follow that won't even advertise to let you know they exist. Yeah, that's that's so. true. Um, <laughs> I, I've been extremely impressed with Kevin Bennett from Empire State Wrestling, and he works down in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania as well and uh, across New York State. Um He's. I've been very impressed with his work, and also big time Bill Collier, who is uh, challenging for the ESW Championship at the next show. But let's go ahead and get David Fuller on here. He says he's ready. Add to group call, and hopefully he hasn't changed his number. It's ringing. The fun of unprofessional live radio. Hello. David. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm good, and uh joy's of fatherhood today, so you, uh, I'll probably be going off and on with Lucas. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, he's, a, he's a better guest than I am, so it'll work out really good. <laughs> Well, you had uh, you had IHWE Old School Hustle last week, which uh, it's the last show of the year for you, right? Yes. And uh, successful? You had a bunch of people there? We had 450 people, and I uh, thought it was really good considering it was a Sunday night, but there's always stuff that's all Sunday night. Unless you happen to be named Desperate Man. Uh, we were uh, up against the uh, St. Clair, Texas. Which is a very overrated, very very overrated long-standing tradition, and uh, I know Lucas. And uh, we were also up against the Dallas Cowboys home game against the um, Washington or uh, the New Orleans Saints. See, I had the wrong team. That's how much I watch football. <laughs> so uh, I guess I better check in my man card now. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we did 450 people, and you know. Uh, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed because we had 500 in June and we killed it with the lineup this time. But, uh, you know, taking everything into consideration, I was very happy. Uh, you know, I would, uh, we had a very lively audience who sat through a full hour show. And, uh, usually when the shows are that long, every crowd, including WrestleMania, usually there's a time where they get really sometimes disinterested, exhausted. And, um, you know, it can be very detrimental to your uh, bigger matches at the end of the night. But we got very lucky. We had a very lively crowd. And they were with us up until the very end. I thought they got a really good show for what they paid. And it went down as the best event we've ever had. And I can't wait to do it again next year. And uh, you were there literally all day. You had Jim Cornette early in the day doing the uh, Jim Cornette experience. Yeah, he, uh, we got there at 10 a.m. because I don't just set up a curtain and a ring and say, hey, I got Waxman tonight. <laughs> uh, literally, we were there all day setting up because I have a vision. I mean, Joe knows this because, unfortunately, he has the dubious distinction of being the webmaster. So uh, I had a vision, and... Uh, I want things to look a certain way, especially when Jim Cornette and Stan Hansen and Kyle O'Reilly and Lynn Benton are going to be on the show. 
this, you want a certain look. You don't want to just, you know, I want those guys to leave impressed. And uh, so we were there all day. Uh, my main thing is we got to get the ring set up because without the ring, there is no show. Uh, you can get, you can, you can, you can get away with anything else. You can get away with sound and a bell and you can make a locker room, but not every match could be Bobby Fulton versus Nikolai Volkov, baby. So, we, the ring, it takes the longest. So, we got the ring, and then audio video showed up, and it's a big venue, and we had like freaking nine or ten tables, dinner tables with the guests. It was like a convention, which I've always wanted to do, so I kind of killed two birds with one stone. Uh, but we got, uh, Jim Cornette arrived at noon, so Jim was there from noon until 10.30. And he greeted everybody. As soon as he walked in, I met him outside. And, you know, march out moment. It's Jim Cornette. So I get out. I'm talking to him. I get my moment in. And, uh, you know, he comes in. And, of course, the people that are there sitting up the ring, everything stops for a split second. And they're like, oh, Jim Cornette is here. Let's all go up to him at once. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like, you know, everybody's starving and, and uh, somebody walks in with bread and they're all running up to get a piece. Um, so, but Jim, he welcomed he everybody. I took them around the building. I showed them what everything was. Uh, it's a very big building and there's a little tunnel backstage. You could actually get lost in the building, which is kind of cool because most independent buildings are uh, relatively small. But he got there, and uh, we uh, he set up his merchandise stand. I talked to Stacey for a little bit. He's really nice. Uh, and so we got set up for the Q&A. Craig Johnson of Global Wrestling Federation fame was set to host. He asked me weeks ago, hey, can I host the Jim Cornette Experience? And I was like, okay, sure. Um, he said, I haven't seen Jim in years. I was like, okay, that'll be cool. And, of course, the day of the show, Craig has to back out. So literally, I'm at the house, and it's 9.30 in the morning. We're about to leave to go to the venue where we had to rent a U-Haul to take everything, all of our production equipment, all of our merchandise. We had to rent a U-Haul to take everything because I am so anal that I don't, I'm not making more than one trip home. I mean, they, they, when I come home, I'm staying home. So we, we get everything in the, we got everything in the van. We took it to the show. So I had to make a judgment call and I'm like, okay, Craig was going to host the Jim Cornette experience. I was like, well, I'll do it. I'll do it. It can't be that hard. Jim's going to pretty much do everything. And uh, I can host. I've, I've hosted stuff before. And how many opportunities does this comes up like this? None. I'm like, well, I'll do it. I'll host the Jim Cornette experience. I don't have enough on my plate as it is today. Why not add something else? <laughs> so, well, I jumped in there with Jim, and I did it. And, you know, he, it was a, a verbal joust. I tried to keep up. And to Jim, yeah, to my credit, Jim did say I did a better job of keeping up than most people. Uh, but Jim uh, defeated me uh, with grace and with ease uh, when I tried to joust with him. But anyway, uh, we had about 40, 45 people for the Q&A. And he did the Q&A for an hour. And y'all, see, I don't have to explain it to you guys because y'all had him on the show. I told my wife during the Q&A, uh, the first question, the answer to the first question lasted 15 minutes. And I told my wife, I said, now you will see how Jim answers a question. Because he goes into it with such detail. I'll be surprised if we get five questions in one hour. And 
I think there was nine questions. I think they got nine questions in an hour and five minutes. And I don't even know how that happens because Jim, he loves to talk and he's got just details after details of everything. Don't ever ask Jim Cornette. You don't ever have to ask Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette to clarify because he's going to clarify no matter what. So we did the Q&A. Um, during the Q&A, Barbara Goodish and Stan Hansen walk in. I'm like, oh, Stan Hansen's at my show. Cool. <laughs> there's Kyle O'Reilly walking in. I was like, oh, there's Kyle O'Reilly. Awesome. There's Lance Hoyt in the corner. I'm like, man, the anticipation's building, the excitement is building. Three o'clock, we did the private meet and greet, which was very successful. It was really cool. It was very cool. All the fans, all the fans got a great deal. Front row seat. They were able to get a uh, 11 by 17 poster. They got a front row seat to a four hour show that was, I was, I was told was the best show this area has seen in years or ever. Uh, they got to meet everybody. Uh, it was just amazing, amazing. But yeah, Jim Cornette did the Q and A. It was very good. Uh, I really enjoyed being the host of it. Uh, I tried, I, uh, I was hosting, I was promoting, I had my phone out taking pictures, putting them on social media because it's my job to create a buzz. And, uh, when you got Jim Cornette sitting in your ring, you drove down here Thursday from Louisville, you have to. So I wanted to create a WrestleMania type buzz for this area. So that's what I was doing during the Jim Cornette experience. But it was a huge, it was a huge honor. And I'm really grateful that uh, Jim allowed me to do it because he could have got there and said, no, David, I'll do it myself. But he didn't. So it was awesome. I, I will vouch for you that uh, when you ask Jim Cornette a question, it can last for a while when you get the answer. Uh, when mm-hmm. we had when we had him, he said, "Oh, you know, I only got a I only got a half hour, and I got to go do stuff with the wife." Like, okay, cool. And we got maybe two questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he still found yeah. time to uh, time to insult me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He'll, uh, you know that that's uh, you know it's like a uh, you know uh, I don't know what to describe it as. I don't know what to uh, equate it to. Uh, you know, you're gonna. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, uh, the annoying relative who's always going to bring the annoying cousin. Uh, Jim's going to insult you because insulting is like breathing to Jim. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, he was, uh, he insulted me and then he ran it and put his arm around me. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I'm okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he was... Uh, it was really cool, uh, really nerve-wracking, though. I, I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't nervous the whole time because, I mean, you know, I I wanted to hit a home run, and, you know, it may it may not sound very important. You know, it's just a Q&A. What can you screw up? Like, no, I wanted Jim to go back saying, that guy's got something. So maybe that's ego, but I really wanted Jim to go back and say, that guy's got something. So I was uh, – I tried to do my best. And like I said, hopefully when the DVD comes out, the whole Q&A will be on there. It's a, and it's, it's a DVD exclusive. Uh, people can watch it and they can see me. Uh, I, 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 I'm uh, struggling to hold down my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read, uh, read you a news story that we read on the show two weeks ago. Uh, and I think you'll find this one funny. On November 15th, Charlie Haas is scheduled to appear along with Shelton Benjamin as the world's greatest tag team at the Jersey All-Pro 18th Anniversary Show, which means Haas is coming out of his self-imposed retirement. 
I re- this was two weeks ago we got this uh, this story in our in our news here, and I'm like, wait a minute, Charlie Haas is wrestling at Old School Hustle next week. <laughs> He's Not wrestling Americos. He he retired when he left Ring of Honor, and he was living down here, and. I I never got the story on that. I've had a few conversations with Charlie, and it's just never come up. Uh, he, I don't know what to say, uh, except that Charlie is in fantastic condition, and he took on Americos, who wrestles every weekend, sometimes two or three times a weekend, and Charlie Hawk went 15 minutes with him and hung with him and won the DFW championship in his first match. So... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fantastic that Team Angle is reuniting. I think that's awesome. I know Charlie is really looking forward to it. And it's really good for us because, like I said, he's the DFW champion. So, but the Hoss was amazing. He went in there and absolutely killed it with America. So I was extremely proud. I never got to work with Charlie. Uh, you know, he never wrestled for me. Sunday was the first time. Easy to work with. Went out there and did exactly what I wanted him to. You know, it's really weird because I've been around for I've been around for a bit, but I haven't been to the places these guys have been. So when Jim Cornette, who booked the main event, and I was fine because it's Jim Cornette, but there was a segment that involved me that involved Jim Cornette coming in and making the main event. So Jim said, okay, we'll follow your lead on that one. And I was like, okay. So literally, and this is kind of, this is kind of a, you know, uh, this is kind of peeking behind the curtain, but I'll tell it. Mike Bart's in the segment. Gorgeous Gary Young's in the segment. Lynn Denton's in the segment. Matt Rivier's in the segment. Lance Hoyt is in the segment. Kyle O'Reilly. Charlie Almas. And they're all standing in a circle, and they're taking orders from me. And I'm like, this is freaking amazing. You know? <laughs> and they all did exactly what I wanted them to do. Nobody said, oh, that's stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Nobody did that. And believe me, it, it, not many, it, there's guys that'll do it, even though you're the guy paying them. They don't care. They'll do it. They'll step in and say, no, 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 kid, you got to do it like this. Nobody did that. So it's really, it's a trip that guys are allowed come up to me and say, hey, man, what do you want? And that's the way it's supposed to be. But so many times it isn't the way it happens. It's just a big trip that guys like O'Reilly, who's the freaking Ring of Honor Tag Champion. He's a pro wrestling gorilla heavyweight champion. He wrestles every weekend, two or three times a weekend, all over the world. Charlie Haas, who he's wrestled Brock Lesnar. That's all I need to say. <laughs> uh, he, Jim, I mean, it's amazing that these guys did exactly what I asked them to do, and it's so cool. And it just when a local Jabron come up to me and tries to say, "Oh, that's not a very good idea," I want to say, "Oh yeah." Well, Haas thought it was, and I'm sorry, Haas has gone more money than you ever will, so either do it or hit the door. Y'all <laughs> 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 no, just a class act of guys. Just, I just, it was, it was freaking amazing. So, I'm glad to hear the show was a success. I know, you, I know you and I spent a ton of time promoting it uh, on the website and on the Facebook and, and everywhere else. Um, I know you had TV spots and all that. How, how you know, how I, th- let me ask you this, if you don't mind, uh, as far as the finances, were you, uh, did you break even? Did you do, did you make any money? Did you lose money? How did, how, what happened? <laughs> I, I think we, it's in between losing a little and breaking even, like breaking even, like on the actual decimal point, uh, breaking even with an exclamation point or losing a little bit of money because we did some extra, uh, we did some extra ad revenue with the Fort Worth Weekly. 
Um, you know, we get some extra ad revenues just to create a scene. Uh, you know, but we made a lot more money this time around. Uh, but with the extra expenses, it kind of just, I think we broke even because, uh, me and Cornette, with the Cornette experience, the $10 a head, so I got half of that. We made an extra $400 in the front row seats because we have 40 front row seats at $20 a piece as opposed to 10. And we made an extra $400 just in front row seats. Uh, we did good at the merchandise booth. Uh, we did really good at merchandise. Uh, you know, so I think we broke even. Uh, I've still, I've still got money coming in from the show. Uh, the venue, uh, will send me back my deposit. Uh, and then, uh, we pay for the Fort Worth police officers to be there and I get some of that back because they weren't there the entire time. They got sent home early when we were done just tearing down. So I've still got money coming in from the show. Um, you know, from a financial standpoint, I think we broke even. The venue's really expensive. And then you got Cornette, and then you got O'Reilly and Hanson. Uh, Ring of Honor was really cool. They worked with us, and, and, and we, we, we paid. They, they worked with us on the flight show O'Reilly. They were really cool about that. They could have been, you know, pricks about it because, hey, we're Ring of Honor, and you're just an indie promotion. They were super cool. Uh, so, I mean, I think we broke even, which is fine. I'll take it. Like I said, because we were going up against the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, the show we had. So, uh, it's still a big attendance down here. Nobody does that down here. And I'm not saying that because it's my show. I'm saying it because nobody does that down here. I wish more people did. Uh, and I'm hoping because of this show, more people will. I'm not running a full schedule. I care less how many promotions run and when they do. But my friends down here who are only going to get better and they're going to only elevate themselves and they're only going to get more opportunities if they work more places. They need more places to work. But they need more places to work that are going to put the effort into creating a platform where they'll actually get recognized. So uh, we spent the big money on the big venue, had the big names. Uh, we, we did a lot of visual presentation stuff. We bought a lot of banners. Uh, we, we got programs made. We did a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't, like I said, it goes back to just hanging up a curtain, put up a ring and saying, hey, we got wrestling tonight, which is fine. We did that for years, but the experience that we create now is so much better, not just for the fans, for the wrestlers. Uh, Joe and guys, we did uh, we did a TV countdown at the beginning of the 5 o'clock hour, and we did a countdown for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and... I love. I used to love how WWE did their TV tapings, and I'm sure they still do them this way. But I haven't been in years. I loved it when they did the 30 second countdown. I loved it when the lights went out. I loved it when the intro came on the screen, and then people started. Oh, here we go, here we go, and then you know, cut live to the feed. And then maybe just the camera would just pan, quick pan, quick shot, crowd, sign, people drunk, women throwing up their shirts. You know, back in the good old days. Uh, we did that same thing on Sunday night and the I was out there I, I wanted to be out there for the opening segment which was Jim Cornette's promo and I wanted to be out there for the opening of the show because I had to be there for the audio video guy to uh, cue the intro and man they did the countdown they cued the intro loudest pop you know I've ever heard in an independent show and it was and it was sustained it was, they did the ICW-TV intro, and the people were, yeah! And it was, like I said, it was sustained. It wasn't just a real big, yeah! It was sustained, I would say, for 
30, 45 seconds. And then right after that, Jim Cornette came out. And then again, huge pop for that. So we, uh, there was a huge pop for that. There was a huge pop for the Hall of Fame ceremony uh, when we surprised Jim Cornette with his induction. And then when the Cauliflower Alley Club announced at our show that they were going to honor Bruiser Brody next year uh, with the Posthumous Award at the CAC, CAC 50, they surprised Marvin Goodis, they surprised everybody. The only people who knew about it were Morgan Dollar, the executive vice president-elect of the Cosper Alley Club, and me. So we had a graphic made, and as soon as they announced it, we put the graphic on the screen, and Barbara nearly lost it. And she got on the microphone, and I, I'm not making this up, and I'm not exaggerating this. Loudest chant I've ever heard. Brody, Brody, Brody. And I'll tell you guys this. I'm not afraid to. I started tearing up. I was out there. Again, I was at the audio video booth to make sure the graphic went up at the right time because I'm super anal. Joe knows this. Mm -hmm. I'm super anal. (laughs) And if something is so big, it has to be done right, and I'm the only one that will handle it. I had a lot of help at the show. I had a great team. They made everything possible. But that had to be handled by me. So I ran over to the audio video booth, we put the graphic up, and then the Brody came, and literally I was fighting back tears. And I was like, this is freaking cool. There's a Bruiser Brody chant at an IHWE show, and there's 400 people chanting it. And there's people that have probably never even seen Brody, Bruiser Brody. Because they were kids. I mean, they might watch them on YouTube, but Bruiser Brody's been gone since the late 80s. So I was like, man, that is super cool. And Hanson got into it, and Cornette. Oh, and then there was a big pop. At, there was a big pop at the end of the night. Uh, there was a "This is Awesome" chant when uh, when I was getting beat down by Matt Riviera and James Beard, Black Bart, Gorgeous Terry Young all came to my aid and they were taken down for their efforts. When Jim Cornette led Lance Hoyt, Charlie Haas, Kyle O'Reilly, and Thomas Sire to the ring, they all came in the, the Empire Power. There was an old school hustle chant. Literally, old school hustle, clack, 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 clack. And that was freaking cool. I was like, oh, I was like, ow, my arm. Oh, that's good. Ow, my arm. It was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd interaction was better than it had ever been. And I'm like, okay, you know, I look at it this way. Yeah, financially, it's better if you have a butt every 18 inches and you don't have any empty chairs. But if you have a big crowd, you have a few empty chairs, and that audience is, is engaged as this audience was, I'll take it over a sold-out house that sits on their hands the whole time, any day of the week. Absolutely. So, what's next for IHWE? I know, I know, we're we're debuting IHWE California soon, and uh, but what's next for uh, for the Texas branch? Oh, uh, you know, we've got TV coming up. We're going to have uh, a nine or ten weeks of TV that we shot at the Severus Winter during Old School Hustle. I implore everybody to watch that because, uh, man, there's going to be some killer matches. Kyle O'Reilly and Matt Spencer, the main event with Thomas Schauer and Matt Ruffiera at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, we are looking to come back in April with a big with a big anniversary show to celebrate 17 years of ICWE. Uh, I'm working on stuff we're going to have the debut of IHWE Magazine, which is going to be a quarterly deal. Um, but for the most part, we're just going to run TV through the end of the year, do the holidays, and that doesn't cost anything. We're also going to be doing production on Old School Hustle DVD. 
Uh, there's also going to be a Jim Cornette special edition. For all you Jim Cornette fans, there's going to be about 20 or 25 special edition DVDs. Not only are you going to get a program and a ticket to, from Old School Hustle, there's going to be a special insert from Old School Hustle, and it's going to be signed by Jim Cornette. Nice. So uh, Jim is, is all down for that. Jim's also going to be contributing a column to like WB Magazine. So Jim is going to be working with us for the foreseeable future. He had a great time. He talked about it this past week on his podcast. Uh, he did an interview where he said IWE is the backbone of professional wrestling, which I thought was extremely cool. But you got to watch IWE TV, guys, because uh, Jim Cornette, he beat the dog out of Boyd Bradford. <laughs> I never thought I'd see Jim Cornette throw a punch unless it was Vince Russo <laughs> ever again. And he got in the ring, and he beat the dog out of Boyd Bradford. And then they got out on the outside of the ring, and he started beating him up again. So, uh, but Jim was great to work with. Everybody that wants to hate on Jim Cornette, I was around him a majority of the day on Sunday, probably much to his chagrin. <laughs> and he was so nice. He talked to everybody. There was people that couldn't be there. He got on the phone with those people and talked to those people. He, he was nice to my son. He was uh, uh, my family, my wife. Everybody that came up to him and talked to him, he talked to. He did commentary for the Matt Basic Kyle O'Reilly match. He was out there three or four times. He went beyond the call of duty for anybody that's ever been brought down here. Jim went out of his way. And like I said, he was there from 12 p.m. to 10.30 at night. He never left the building. <laughs> And he didn't, <laughs> excuse me, the only time he was backstage was when the show was going on and he had to get ready for a segment. Any other time, he was out at his table meeting people, taking pictures. He didn't, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't uh, gouge fans on merchandise. He took pictures with anybody who wanted one. He didn't charge everybody for pictures. He actually, I actually got, I think I'm the only one, I got a Jim Cornette care package. Full of goodies. I got two books. I got three shirts. I got five DVDs from Jim Cornette, and and uh, he gave me a discount, which was cool because I told him I said, you know, I'm going to buy some merchandise from him because I don't have a problem buying. You know, people are like, oh, they'll be a mark. Not a mark. I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm buying all this for my son. And my son has this stuff when he grows up. Uh, I don't have a problem buying merchandise from these guys because that's a big majority of their money. I bought shirts from Kyle O'Reilly. He came by the apartment after the show. I said, hey, man, let me buy some of your shirts. Because I was like, did you do any merchandise? He said, I did a few shirts. I was like, well, here, man, give me three or four shirts. Here you go. And I did the same thing for Cornette. I said, man, give me give me everything you have. Give me one of everything you have. And I said, just tell me how much I owe you. He said, well, we'll do a package deal, David. You're bringing me down there. We'll do a package deal. So he put a box together and said, can you, can you give me this for it? And I gave it to him, and it was all hunky-dory. So, uh but we got some amazing pictures on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Wrestling. In the next few weeks, not days, Joe, next few weeks, we will be compiling an album on com of some of our favorite pictures from Old School Hustle that you can look at. It was an amazing show, one night only. Uh, if you don't want to wait for TV and you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you want to have it in your hand, be sure to be on the lookout for the DVD, which will be available on iwenow.com for the holidays. It'll be available just in time for the holidays. And it'll also be on iwe TV over a nine or ten week period. 
it was amazing. Greatest show I've ever been a part of. One guy uh, said he's from New York. I don't think he flew down to the show. I think he lives here, but he was from New York. He said it was the greatest show he's ever seen, and he went to a lot of the ECW shows. Hmm. So I don't know if he meant it. I don't know if that's just something you say, but he walked up to me, shook my hand, and said, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not coming out here saying, we're the greatest promotion of all time. We're not. We're far from it. But I think we put on a real quality show. I've got a lot of feedback from fans because I make a big deal. After the show, I'll go out and I'll talk to fans and get their feedback. And everybody shook my hand and said this was absolutely amazing. So I'm extremely happy that we were able to bring Jim Cornette down. We were able to put Stan Hansen in there. Tyler Riley's going to wrestle here. Lynn Ditton, we brought him back down here. I'm very glad we were all happy to do that. Uh, that's what it's about, man. I mean, I'm not greedy. I would like to, I would love to make my money back. But man, it's all about memories because when you go, that's all we have is memories. And, and I had a blast and these are memories all shared. My son was there. He got to hang out with Lynn Denton and the night before we went out to eat barbecue and, uh, Hanson was bombed and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. But, you know, these are just memories, and, and, and it's stuff that I've always dreamed of. I never would have thought when I broke into the business, hey, in 20 years, you're going to be hanging out with Cornette and Antonio and Denton. So the main thing of this is, folks, is work hard, continue doing what you're doing, whatever you're doing. Just work very, very hard. Take it seriously. And rewards are there, and they will come. Sunday was mine. This whole weekend was mine. I got to hang out with Lynn Denton on Monday. I got a copy of his book. Uh, he signed it for me. He didn't charge me, which is very cool. And then Tuesday, we had breakfast with Morgan Dollar at the Cauliflower Alley Club. And a lot of these people that flew down to the show, Joe, they did it on their own dime. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, the Cauliflower Alley Club, everybody from the CAC either drove, drove up here from, one guy drove up here from New Mexico, another lady drove up from San Antonio, and Morgan flew down from Charlotte just to be here so I just I think that speaks volumes about what we're doing down here so absolutely alright well anything else you want to add David before we go because we're uh, we're at the uh, usual stopping yeah, point here so. I, I, yeah we're, I, I killed it uh, I did Cornette it iwenow.com uh, stay tuned uh, follow us on Facebook like I said there's a bunch of pictures there Joe can attest uh, yeah. Joe has actually got the footage of the main event. Uh, we got a, we got a, we got raw footage from another camera. And Joe is actually going to watch the main event when he has time. Yep. And then Joe will be able to come on here and brag about how good the show was, at least the main event. <laughs> and then Joe can help me sell DVDs. <laughs> That's true. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, if I, I got to send Joe one, and I got to send Joe a Jim Cornette one. That's the kicker, which I'll be happy to do, by the way. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> no problem. But thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm sorry if I, if I blabbed too much. I just wanted to come on, and uh, and just the show was amazing. This is the first interview I've done since the show. I did my podcast Wednesday, but this is the actual first interview I did, and I'm happy to do it on here. Hopefully, I'll come back on here soon get some people on here to promote ICWE California and uh, hopefully when we announce our next show we'll be able to get some people on here Charlie Hall I'm gonna I'm gonna get Lynn Denton on your show uh, Lynn's a great guest and I think you guys will have a good time and we'll get Jim Cornette back on here for an hour so you can get four questions <laughs> instead of two <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jim was fun. It was just <laughs> like I said. Yeah. Don't get many questions. All I guaranteed you was an interview. I didn't say anything else. I, I didn't guarantee your time. Definitely Jim Cornette's going to be on your show. On your show. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get him on just for a sound bite, but I did get him on the show. <laughs> oh. so, but, uh, it, it was thank great, you guys man. for having it. me. Thank you guys for having me, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Hey, thank you, David. I'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Bye bye. All right, and that's it for the rest of us, I guess. Uh, unless anybody else wants to add anything. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Nope. Actually, yeah. I will make the. I have started the writing process. The BWF Halloween party will be happening this year. Ooh. Check back later this month to see what's what what happens and what goes down and what craziness is coming out of my head. Ooh. And if you thought last year's BWF theater version was was terrible, well, <laughs> this will make Jersey Girl look like Geely too. <laughs> oh boy! Anybody else? Well, I can tell you uh, where Art O'Cal is going to be. He's going to be on. Mark's television. That's right. He is the new host of Bottom Line. Interesting. On Sky TV. Well, I don't have Sky, but I he'll be somewhere. He'll be somewhere. We'll find him. He'll be on someone's TV. He will be on someone's TV. All right. And, and in their off week, the Raiders still lost. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Speaking uh, of Roger, I really wish he was on the NXT commentary team. Ah, well. In that event... I am at Think So Joe, G at G of the Internet, Mark at Mark underscore Noise, JT is at Random Redhead. We are at that's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan, Board Wrestling Fan.com for, you know, basically anything we feel like posting online. <laughs> and, uh, of course, BWFRadio.com every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern for this podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, CheapHeat.com, and Board Wrestling Fan.com and a place to find it afterwards. IHWENow.com for more on IHWE Wrestling and David Fuller. Tune in next week. We'll see you then. Board for glory next week. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching. Walking Dead is on. Yeah. <laughs>